0: Hello everyone, this is Sam of Historian Spleining. It's been a few weeks now getting close to a month, I think, since I posted material. So I wanted to just give a little update on what I've been working on. The last lecture that I posted was number 18 in History of the United States and 100 Objects on a Jesuit brass medallion that was found in the ruins of the French fort Michelie mackinaw on the Straits of Mackinac. And that was for patrons only. So if you're a patron, you may have already heard it. If not, please sign up and you'll have access to it. And over the past few weeks, I have been working on revising and sending out an article from my dissertation research to academic journals, and also presented a talk a few days ago to a Masonic Lodge in Providence, Rhode Island, also based on another part of my dissertation research. And I was interviewed several weeks ago by a journalist with Cincinnati Magazine, who is writing about the Scottish and Irish traveler populations that move in and out of Cincinnati. And she was looking for a historical grounding about who the travelers are. And she had found my lecture on history of the British and Irish travelers and found it to be, as far as she could see, the only rigorous interpretation of verifiable facts about the history of the travelers presented for a public audience. So she wanted to talk to me about it, and at least tentatively, that article should be coming out in Cincinnati Magazine in May. And in the meantime, for the podcast, I've been working on the book that came out a few months ago that attracted some notice called The Dawn of Everything, co-written by the anthropologist David Graeber and the archaeologist David Wengro. And a fellow podcaster and supporter of the show, Jeff Schulenberger, who creates Outsider Theory, asked me to have a discussion with him about that book. So I've been working on it and researching and fact-checking, and hopefully we'll be able to have that conversation probably in March And I also have started researching for the series that I promised about Florida. And it should be a lot of fun, it should be surprising. Florida, I really want to cover because it's a great instance of a place that people think of as having no history when in fact, it has the longest recorded history of any state in the United States. It has among the most complex and multi-layered histories of I think any place in the world. Places that might compare to it would be in the Mediterranean basin, places like Sicily, Cyprus, Lebanon. But Florida probably has the most complex history, I would argue, of anywhere in the Americas that has had layer after layer and has been traded among different powers and nations and really been transformed repeatedly by different societies and civilizations. And yet we tend to simply pay no attention to that because those other layers have sort of been erased or obscured by modern times. So I think it raises a lot of questions about exactly what history is and what we count as historically important when it seems to be invisible or to have no connection to us today. So I will be working on those. Hopefully we'll be able to post soon and hope to have my conversation with Jeff Schulenberger coming up as well. And lastly, I'd like to just give a very short clip from my discussion of the Jesuit Brass Medallion from Fort Michilimackinac. mackinac And they created an important mission near Lake Huron, basically northwest of what's now Toronto. But they were soon caught up in feuding and warfare between the Huron and the Iroquois Confederacy, which was very powerful. And over the course of the 1640s, eight French Jesuit missionaries among the Huron were captured, tortured, and killed. However, this did not discourage the Jesuits' missionizing and expansion. Rather, it spurred them on even more because these dead Jesuits came to be seen as martyrs. And in modern day, they've actually been canonized as Catholic saints. And for many Jesuits, martyrdom was the highest possible aspiration. So it actually encouraged even more Jesuit activity further into the interior of North America, and the missions expanded steadily westward. And An important leader in this Jesuit expansion was the young Jacques Marquette, who explored the upper Great Lakes, founded the French colony of Sault-Saint-Marie in 1668 on the channel connecting Lake Huron with Lake Superior, and then just a few years later, in 1671, founded the mission of Saint-Ignace, on the straits connecting Lake Michigan to Lake Huron. So Saint-Ignace was named after Saint Ignatius Loyola. It's just the French version of Ignatius. It was on the northern shore of what we call the straits.